0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com um, So we're, we're going to show, I'm going to show you a video and the reason I'm showing you the video is really a, a, a two part reason one, one of the reasons is that which I'm going to speak a lot about today is that really the nace the of Purim is very totally, is very connected um, it was actually through a woman it's actually through Esther, even though Mordechai and Kala Yehudim, everybody fasted and was very involved, but Lemaise the Torah, the Chachamim give Esther full credit, and that's why it's called Megillas Esther, not Megillas Purim. Really should be called Megillas Purim. What's well, called Megillas Esther, it's not called Megillas Esther mm-hmm. or Mardachai because, which we'll see today, she was really the essential, mm-hmm. essential part, um, of the miracle. So, so it's very Tully. I'm gonna learn with you a little Kabayasha today, it's very Tully in the women, this whole, this whole Yant of a Purim is very, very much totally in the women. And um, also one of the things that Haman said to Achashverosh when Achashverosh was very worried about starting up with the Jews because the Nebuchadnezzar tried and he got destroyed and Paro tried and he, he got destroyed and Sancherov tried and he got destroyed. So pretty much whoever started up with the Jews got destroyed. So um, when Haman came up with this idea, Achashverosh really didn't want to have anything to do with it. The 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 way that Haman, well, there's two ways, but one of the ways that Haman got Ahasuerus to sign off to destroy the Jews was he said, Yesh'am echad, there is one nation that is Mephuzeru Mufurid. They don't get along. They're not Ba'achtos. And Amalek understands that the Jewish nation is weak when we're not one. If you look at the first time that Amalek attacked the Jews... Right, in Rafidim. So it says, who did they attack? They attacked the Jews that were Oyev, Vyageya, the, the, the Jews that were outside the clouds. The Jews that were inside the clouds, Amalek didn't mess with. But the Jews that were outside the clouds, that were tired and weak and didn't fear Hashem, they're like vultures, Amalek. They, they see a Jew's vulnerability, and they attack. And that is the Kayach That is the of a Molek. So a Malik told Hommon told now's the time to attack the Jews because they're not getting along. This one doesn't go to this one's wedding, this one doesn't talk to this one. This one's Ashkenaz, this one's Fat, Chassidish, Litvish, all this all these separation, all these words of all these words and classifications of separations. We don't do Shidduchim with them, they don't do Shidduchim with us. And um He realized that this is when the Jews are the weakest, and that's when he could actually attack and destroy all the Jews. So, it's a very big time of tefillah, specifically Tanis Esther, which is tomorrow, but also this Shabbos is is the real Tanis Esther, it's Deicher, and Purim is a very big time for women to daven. And specifically, which I'll talk about today, specifically Perek Chaf Beis in Tehillim, chapter 22, which was written by Esther Amalka, and you will see in there is Haman's name, the whole story of Esther being born without any parents, and, um, she's the one who said, Kayli, Kayli, Lama azavtani. um, there were, there were, there were two angels that protected us, the angel Michal and, um, Avrichel, and what she, what she said is, Kayli, Kayli, Lama azavtani. when you take Hashem's name, Aleph, Lama, Yud, out of those two names, it ends up with the word mach, and rush, which means to destroy. So she said, Kaylee, Kaylee, Lama why did you take Adam Michal's name? You took the, the Aleph Lama Yud. now you left me with Mach, you know, with, with, totally wiped out. And that's, that's her feel was that Kush should put the, the Aleph Lama Yud back into the names of the protectors of, of, of Klai Yisrael. So it's a very big time for women to daven. And I'm about to show you a video that we just made for our dinner. Um, which will be on March 24th. Um, it's a little bit harsh, but I think it's now time to, for Klai to stop sweeping what's going on underneath the carpet. Because if you don't know what's going on, then you don't know what to do for. And um, you're about to see a video of my high school girls that come from Hasidusha homes and Beisachov homes, and there's not one girl or one mother that's on this video that's not a very from person from a very from Mishpacha. My high school doesn't have any kids that are not firm, from, from non-from homes. So, I'm showing you this video because I want you to remember it on Tanisester, and I want you to remember it on Purim, and I'm asking you all to daven as much as you can for these kids, and for all the children that are oyef that are tired and weak. And don't fear Hashem. So, everyone's still in this room will be able to help them. And that's really, you know, one of the reasons. And also, you came today. You're helping this school. You're helping support the school. And this, all the this that all the money that we make goes straight. I don't speak for money. I speak for free. So, all this money goes to these girls to help pay their tuition. Um, to help them with their dorming. And, their, and so, I, I, I feel that it may be a little harsh on some of you. But it's a lot harsher on them. And it's a lot harsher on their parents and their families. So it's, I think it's the time, um, terrible Zera today on Klaus Yisrael. Um, when I just left my office, the person in my office told me that the Israeli Knesset just passed the law that yeshiva boys have to go to the army. It just passed this morning. It's, it's, uh, it's a very bad Zera on Klaus Yisrael. I don't know, you know, we, we had, um we had an unbelievable two in Eretz Israel and here the, the, the power of Haman was that we're not we're not we're not together. And Esther said to Mordechai, if you want me to go into the king, and Zayar says that, which I'll say today, that she was talking about going into the Chutzr of Hashem. She had Ruach Kodesh, and she said, I want to go to the Chutzir of Hashem. And I want to pray for Yisro, because anytime in the Megillah it doesn't say Melech a it just says Melech. That Rizal says it's talking about Hashem. So she said, If you want me to go break this Gzairah Mordechai? I'm not going in there till you get all the Jews How Haman's power is that we were separated. She said, "I'm not going anywhere. I cannot stand in front of Hashem representing a divided nation. I can only go for all biachtos." So her first thing to Mordechai was, "Before we do anything, you got to get all the Jews Kol You got to get them all together." So this kazera just happened today before Purim. I'm sure it's nothing really to worry about because Hashem runs the world, not the Israeli government. But it's definitely a, a Zeran class role that we never had before. And um, we need to do a lot of davening and it just happens it's right before the Yom Kippurim. Purim is bigger than Yom Kippur. So we're going to play this and then um, we'll start to share. Okay? Um. If it works. What? You to move it? No, that's fine. That's fine. Huh? What? It's loading or it's not loading? Okay. I hope they tested it. Another one in the car if it's not working. No? Huh? Is Khani here? I'll play it afterwards. She's in the back? She's in the front of the back, yeah. Just by the city's building. I'll, I'll, I'll give it, of can you come here for a minute? Usually they check it before they give it to you. Huh? Oh, my car, I'm lucky I brought it double, my car is on the side of 16, one block on this side, one block down there, on the corner, it's parked in a crosswalk, right? There's a, there's a bag in there, a purple bag, and then there are three videos, and I'll play it after Okay, we'll play it after. It's fine. We'll play it after. It's fine. The satan's not... Uh, giving us an easy time. Okay. So the first sefer that I'm going to be reading out of is a sefer called the Kabbal Yashar. One of my favorites for him. Very Kabbalistic. Very, very Kabbalistic. And um, he talks about... I, I will talk for two minutes at the end of this shir, because I'm not giving you a shear before Pesach. Um, very fascinating Kabbal Yashar on the women's women's job in uh, when it comes to Pesach. But we'll do that at the end, and I hope, if I, if I can remember. Okay. So the Kabayosha says the following. Kabayasha says, I'm sorry that, um, I'm going to be reading a little bit from the Sefer, and I know I lose people's attention when I do this, but, um, I have to read it from the Sefer. He says the following. Esther Esther who was she knew she knew exactly what was happening and therefore it says that Esther was standing in the courtyard of the king Shevi said she wants me to talk about things you never heard before so I, I specifically went through this forum to find things that you definitely never heard before so the Zayar says, unless you learn Zayar, Ein Amida What does Vachamoid Esther mean? That she was davening. How do we know this? Because it says, Vaya Amoid Pinchas. And Pinchas stood, Vaya Palel, in Tehillim Kuvuv, and he prayed. Esther betfilah, and she davened very much, also so until her Tfilah went up to Shemayim, Lamakam Kadeshvinairah to a very holy place in the heavens called the Bhathe Hakatzeros. <laughs> the place that Herzila went to was the Chatz the courtyard in front of the Bait Hamiddash Shalmayla in Shemayim. Asha Shem Havaya. There in that Beit Hamiddash, carved in, I guess, to the walls, is God's real name. And that's why it says by tamid est b'chetzar hamelach. Who is this melech? Zehakodish baruchu. And it does not say b'chetzar hamelach it Does not say the the, the courtyard of achashveros. The king. It says the king. And then it says by yeshet hamelach, which is talking about Hashem, outstretched his hand le'esta shabat hazav this gold scepter umashach oleha chut shulchased. And Hashem, with Moshech on her, Chesed. Says the Kabanaki, Why did Esther have a schus to be able to go all the way to the Chatser of the Beit Hamigdash Shomailah? Kilamadna, we learn from this, Call me shishoy mer piv. Anyone who watches their mouth, u in their tongue, from speaking extra words, or and hara, Zycha Li Hislabesh Burucha even if it's a woman who watches what she says, she will be Zaycha to have Rucha Khaidesh. The Esther, Shamra S Pashloy Lahagit Klum. Esther did not talk at all. As it says, Lohigida Esther Es Ammavita. So her her reward for that was not only a man, but a woman who piv very careful what she says, can go all the way to the Bessamigdosh Shomailah. And what is this Shabit Shalzov that Hashem has, this scepter of gold? This is Midas Harachamen. He didn't only put it out to her, but since she was representing Klai Yisroel, it also was put out this for the Gaz Yisrael. And he says, What what else is called Chatsa HaMelech, ladies? What else in this world is called the courtyard of the king? The but the Knessiyas, the Shuls of our Kurashborakhul. And he says, Ubevadai, surely, Alamiras has slikes. On Davening and saying Slikos on Tanis Esther and on porim we wake up, it's Mordechai Hat Sadik. We wake up Mordechai Hat Sadik Esther Hamalka. Ubi He Meshabri me they join us beyond Tinas Esther on this day of Titus Esther. And he says how important it is to say Capitol 22 on Tinas Esther and on Purim and this year also on Shabbos. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about Capitol 22. That we say, and, and it's also a very big thing. I, 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 didn't speak here, but I'm speaking, telling you that, and, and I'm, in my show at least, the women come to Wasikin, it's a very big day. And it's Esther Wasikin and Purim Wasikin are two very, very, very big days. And if a person gets up, I think it's 5.58, it's Monte Emer tomorrow. So you can eat till 5.58. So if you're up anyway, you can go after that to go to Wasikin. But definitely Purim morning, the, the the Ezra's Noshim in the shul that I daven in, there's not a seat. I think there's more women there on Purim than there is on Yom Kippur. It's a very, very, very big morning and this is, a HaShachar is the um, is the capital of Tehillim that, that she, that, that's her. And if you look in it, you'll see, very interesting, that she did not have a mother and a father. I think I spoke about this, I don't know, I'm not sure if I spoke about this by the by the... Um, what? I spoke about Bayad Bayad, right? So, she did not have a mother and a father. Her father died when her mother was pregnant three, uh, four months, and her mother died at, at childbirth. So, it says over here, in, in Yud Aleph, Alecha to you, Hishlachti I was cast upon you from birth. Me betten imi. From the, the womb of my mother. Eliata, you are my father. Because, there wasn't. She had no one else. Her mother died when she gave birth to her. So, Inka Pitul we was saying, "She's saying, Hashem, help me. I I was thrown out of my mother's womb, right? And and Eliatin, you were the only one there. Al me many. Please, don't be far from me, Kitzorah Kueva. because we're in a lot of trouble. Mama's a good Kapitel to say now. He ain't there. There's no one here." to help us. And the Gemara says that in the times of Mashiach, ladies, there will be no one here to help us. We always had someone to help us. We always had a Rebbe and a Gun Adar and, and, and G'dayli Hadar, actually. And and we always had someone to help us or someone in the government, someone that we thought was going to be there for us. Of course, the government is meaningless. And on Purim, we had no one. Hashem signed us off to die. Esther invited the enemy to a private party. Mordechai was the one who got us into trouble. So the Gemara says that in the times of Moshiach, there will be no Gideilim. She it says this, the Gemara. And the Gemara says, we will not be influential in the government. And that we will be forced to turn to Hashem. Because there will be no one else that will be able to save us. And this is what she said at this point. And point in the she said, There's no one to help us. We, we don't have anyone in the government. We don't have... Monachai is not helping us. He's just getting us into trouble. Okay. So she goes on in Yudalid, and she says, "Patsu and PM, They're opening up their mouth. Aryeh for And Aryeh is, is a lion and the Nebuchadnezzar, right, who was actually the grandfather of Vashti, was known as Aryeh. He was known that there will be a... The Nabi said there will be a lion that will come and destroy Eretz Yisrael. And this was him. So you, you see a lot of things that happen on Purim are in there. Then she says, um, in plus a test, <speaking in Hebrew> and they divide my clothes amongst them. <speaking in Hebrew> this is this is Purim. They 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 um, they cast lots. And continuously as you read through this, you will see that um Tell my brothers, put your name on Kli Israel. They went to the party. They didn't. They weren't connected to Takanu'j Baruchu. So this is a very, very important capital um, that we need to that everybody here needs to say for sure for a morning, and also to say. And in, in, uh, he brings this down in the Kaviyasha. It's a very, very powerful capital and it opens up a Yiftachli took to That's what it says. You should cry, like Yom he says and in their schus of, of Mordechai and Esther Hashem will open the Shari Shemayim and Hashem will be makabo yitzfil uberatza okay next he goes on the Kabayashi, he says the following this is a question that I always had Vayar Haman saw that Mordechai did not bow down to him Vayimole Haman He became very angry and he said, I'm not just going to hurt Mordechai. I'm going to be lahash kol Why? Kill Mordechai. There's, everyone's bowing down to you. One guy's not bowing down to you. So kill Mordechai. Why don't you just kill Mordechai and let all the Jews live? This is the one guy that's not bowing down to you. So the Territ says, he was so smart, Haman. He was such an Amoleki, and You should know that Amalekim, right? And some of them... Are even Jewish Amalekim. There are certain, there are certain uh, places today that are run by by Maskeel and by Jews that Mamish go in and uproot. Especially they're after the Hasidic world. They call Footsteps a terrible, terrible organization that goes after Jewish kids, especially specifically Hasidic kids, because the girl that runs it is someone who was a Hasidisha girl. And I have never in my life seen the power that they have to uproot. Mamish kids that they become not only atheists, they become anti Jews. They, they, they sit on Yom Kippur and they eat chazer, specifically. And these kids, they mamish rip, like a molly they rip the ghatza. The goyim can't do to, the, the goyim can't. What they do to us, the more, the goyim can't do to us. It's a terrible, terrible organization. And, and, they 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 they're, i i know i think they they they're claiming they got 3000 or more new kids up this year whatever it doesn't matter how many and they 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 are amalekim they're amalekim they're averraf their mamish Rav. and they're they're destroying us and it's just, it's happening and it's happening and it's happening and they're koyach for them to do it i'm going to tell you a story today um, from purim to understand amalek 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 is, studies the Jew so who's more dangerous to the Jew than a Jew that's because they know what they know what makes us tick. The, the the enemy from within is always the worst enemy. The enemy from without doesn't really understand you, but the enemy from within, right? There's no one that can hurt you can hurt you more than you can hurt yourself. Nobody in the world, no matter how much they want to hurt you, you can hurt yourself because you know your sensitivities. You know yourself, right? Even Billam, Bilam, when Pinchas wanted to kill Bilam with the name of Hashem, with the tzitz, the name of Hashem, he wanted to kill him. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't let him. And he said, take Bilaam's sword. It was called the sword of snakes. And cut Bilaam's head off with his own sword. So Pinchas said, what do you mean? I have the tzitzit. It says it's Hashem. I'll just put it by him and it'll, it'll, it'll destroy him. He said, no. Hashem, Hashem will kill him. But then the raw the ra part of the world will get some of the taif. He says, the enemy you have to kill is his own weapon. So we're their enemy. So they want to kill Judaism... By learning everything that we know and then going in and destroying us. So Haman knew that if a Tzadik dies, he's mishaper on the whole generation. If the Galadar dies, what does it say? The whole generation. So instead of a Gizera Ra hitting this, he died. Hashem has rachamim, right? So he said, if I'm going to kill Mordechai, then my whole plan of making this party... And getting the Jews to come and eat at this party and assimilate, which was really everybody a very kosher party, as the Medrash says, that, thank you, the Medrash says that it wasn't only kosher, but that the wine that they served says it was for every man. It was correct for every man. What does that mean? Correct. Wine always correct for every man. So the Medrash says that he made sure that he hired Jewish, Jewish waiters. So there was no problem with not Mevushal wine. That's what it says. So he had Jewish waiters serving the wine. He had zmiros on the table. Okay, He had Glat, Glat, Hasidisha Shchita, Shchita that everybody eats. Seriously, that's what it says in the measures. He had the, because all the good people came, all the rabbis went. Everybody, all the rabbis, all the rabbonim. All the yeshivas, there was one guy standing by the door, Mordechai saying, This is not good, and everyone's saying, What are you talking about? Look at this great king. We finally have a king that black kosher food, Jewish waiters, probably had Jewish music too, right? Right? Jewish waiters, kosher food? How can we not go? Just the opposite. Look what he did for us. The first king that cares about us it was a master plan, ladies. Haman knew everything about Jews. And he knew that the one thing that God will not... I, I should have read... The, I mean, I didn't have time today to go through the whole Medjish. on Esther is unbelievable. But it was a plan. He got together with Achasverus. This wasn't some two fools. His plan was to destroy the Jewish nation. And he knew that there's one thing that God will not forgive. And that's assimilation. As we had in the Holocaust, before the Holocaust. When we want to be like the rest, God will show us you are not like the rest. And we went through a Holocaust where we found out that whether you were religious, not religious, didn't matter where you came from, right? He, he didn't have... Hitler didn't have a shidduch problem with people not, you know, which... You know, looking at the resumes. He had no problem with resume. If you're a Jew, you're done. Doesn't matter. If, you're, if your mother is a Jew, if you're married, even if you're a Jew and you married a guy, for him, you were a Jew. So what happened is, when we want to be like them, Hashem is going to take them to show us, you're not like them. And Haman knew this. So Haman said, just get him into the party and of course and I've been speaking about it for the last four weeks I went I uh, I went there to Israel I spoke in 13 seminaries I just came back from Dallas I'm going to California so I'm speaking I'm speaking to girls about this that is the Klayach of the Sotan today ladies and I know you all know my speech and I'm not going to get into my speech about Zumba okay because I got into a lot of trouble for it okay but Lamaissa I'm going to read you a Kavayosha today and the Kabayosha says, you are different. We are Jewish. You are Jewish women. You are different. And you cannot do things that the Goyim do even with a Heksher. I'm going to read it to you from inside. That was Haman's brilliant Heksher. Jewish waiters. But what was the end of the party, ladies? After they got the Jews drunk, What happened? They started bringing out the kalim, the base hamigdash. The punishment of using a kaily from the base hamigdash is death. It's meila ma- behegdish. No Jew would ever touch a kaily except a kayin, right? Who could it be? Tameh? Because if he's tameh, he can't drink from something that's kadosh, right? So they were so drunk they were drinking their wine. From the Caleb of the HaMikdash. But when they walked in, the Jewish waiter. And everything is kosher. And we'll go even a step further. The king called Vashti down to dance without any clothing on. Does it say that any of the Jews got up and walked out? Achashverosh was waiting for her to come dance on a table without clothing on. Did anybody get up to walk out? What do you mean, Ashkokha? kosher food kosher waiters the king cares about us he made a special kosher kosher party nobody left no nobody left why? because the kayak of the satan is to get you in once he gets you in he will punch punch you he will go into he will go into where you are weak he will find your weakness, and I told you the story of the famous guy with the nail who wanted to hang up the picture, right? He will go in there, and he will find your weakness. So Achash and Haman's whole plan was, get them into the party! Jewish waiters, they maybe even had Shurim, I don't know what they had over there. But the, whoever, any, and they all went. Everybody went! Mordecai stood at the door, right? He said, don't go in! And they made fun of him. He was the girl out there, and they made fun of him, and said, what is your problem? You're a Kanai, Wallstein. What are you talking about such things? You're crazy standing out there talking about these things. You're a Kanai. They told me you're a Kanai. It's kosher. It has all the chetah. This guy really cares about us. It's exercise. It's exercise. Get him in. And they all went. And Hashem signed a decree to destroy his own children. That's how smart Amalek is. They got God for the first time ever to sign that we should be destroyed. How did they do it? They invited us to the movies. They invited us to some geisha non-Jewish parties. They offered us shrimp or chaser. How did they get Hashem to sign that we should all die? By making a kosher party. By getting us in the door. That's his Kayach. The mask. Haman hides behind the mask. Behind the mask is the real person. There's a very, very beautiful Chazal. On the opposite side, HaKarish Baruch hides behind the mask. What's the difference? So he says... That my father all of a sudden, did this to my, to, to my, it wasn't my grandkids, who did he scare? No, he scared my daughters actually. So my father was very into getting dressed up on Purim. And it's not, it's not a, a silly thing. It does pass in halacha that boys should not get dressed up as girls and vice versa. I just saw that because I know he, the the Brewer brings down, Chavetz Chaim says you shouldn't do that. You can do whatever you want but girls should not get dressed up as boys and boys should not get dressed up as girls. He brings that down. Some, there are other people that say, ah, whatever, but the he brings that down. But he says, says something very beautiful. So my father was dressed up as a really scary monster, and, and he went to this makeup artist. So they, they put, it wasn't like a mask, it was like this rubber stuff that they put all over his face. He moms, we went to Muncie with my kids, and he really, really looked, looked terribly scared. And, and my kids were like, they wouldn't go near that monster, right? He'd look like a monster, whatever it is. And they were crying, they were little kids, and they were yelling. And I'm like, Dad, you gotta take that off, because we're not getting to suit that's for a mirror. My kids are not coming to the table, whatever it was. And he kept saying, it's Zaydi, it's Zaydi, and Zaydi didn't, didn't matter the voice. So finally he ripped this whole thing off his face, and they were like, you saw the fear of my, of the kids were like, it is Zaydi. You know what I mean? It is Zaydi. So as scared as they were, so what we asked for Kurdish Hu is, that we know that you know, Esther Menacher has to ask her that it's all hidden. And we're very scared and we're very engulfed. And one of the prayers that we say on Purim is like, please remove your mask. Because this, this whole world looks so scary, we look like we're in so much trouble. But if you would, if you would remove your mask, then, then we'd be able to see you, if we're able to see you, we're not worried about anything. And of course the mask on the, on the table, my kids weren't scared of it, even though they were a little bit scared. It was really monstrous looking, right? But once they saw my, fa- my, they saw my father, their fear went away. So we dab it on Purim, the Kush baruchu, it's, it's the day of masks. But, but just like we remove our mask after Purim, right? No one walks around with a mask. We remove our mask, Baruch please remove your mask that we can See you. If we can see you. We can handle all this because you're hidden. We're having a a problem handling it. But if you if you just if you would reveal yourself, Haman is the opposite. Haman has a mask. He's hiding. He has the nice mask. Hi, I'm your friend. Look how nice I look, right? But underneath that mask is the monster. And that's why Haman it says his source was the Nachash. There's a Chida. I know you all like Chida. The Chida says that Haman. Came from, it's, from the, it's a Gilgal of the Nachash. Esther is a Gilgal of Chava. And Monachai is a Gilgal of Yaakov Avinu. And, and Yaakov Avinu, we know, was a Gilgal of Adam. So this whole story, this whole Purim, this whole Megillus Esther is all back to Bereshis. It's all back to the beginning. It's all back to where it all started. And that's why Haman Min HaToyra Minayin, the Gemara says, how do you know Haman from the Torah? Hamin Ha'etz. From the Pasik, where it says, did you eat from the tree? So I always wondered as a kid, oh, they found He-Mem-Nun together, right? In the Torah. Ah, oh, that's how you know Haman in the Torah they found. It. But there's many times in the Torah it says the word Haman. The Mon that came from Shemayim, he nun and that's not where Haman comes from. So what does this mean, Haman Menat Torah Minayim? Hamin Ha'etz. So Haman's source, which is Amalek, which is Esau's, comes from the Eitz because it's the Nachash, it's the Satan. What was what was the Nachash? The Nachash presented to Chava a friend. How you doing? Can you eat from all these trees? He didn't come as as, as let's do an avera. And she started talking to him, and they became best friends. I don't really want to tell you that medrash, right? They became best friends, and he said, "Now, what he did, the one thing that he did." Is he got her to use four out of her five senses? She looked at the tree. She tasted the tree. She touched the ap, the, the, the the fruit, and she listened to the nachash. But there was one sense of the five senses she did not do, and that was smell. Yeah. When you smell, as your. I think that I think the smell. I think the smell is the. In other words, she didn't use it as as getting her naw. Each one of these things... When you eat, you have naw right? She she didn't smell and go... Ah, that's good. So, again, now... It depends. It's according to one man, the other, it was chita. Chita has no smell. The Gemara says it's either chita or an Estrig or yain, yayin, right? So, the other two have smell, but chita doesn't have any smell. But it's talking about that she got naw from the smell. By the way, smell... It's very interesting. Smell doesn't give you a physical hanah; It gives you a spiritual anah. In other words, you smell something... You don't have smell in your, in, your, in your lungs or anything like that. It's a smell. It's, it's sort of an emotional, it's, it's a spiritual thing. It's not, a, it's not really a physical thing. That's why you, you if you want perfume, you don't make a bracha on. Because when you say, You're not making a bracha on the smell. You're holding b'samin. If I walk into a room and you spray perfume in here now, I don't make a bracha. Because it has no, it doesn't exist really. It's just a smell. Same thing with snuff. You know the men smell snuff on on, on Shabbos. You don't make a bracha on snuff cause snuff is a powder. It doesn't have anything. So when you smell you it, what? Really not, to make a on that. It's not. No, I don't know. But I don't know spray. I, I, I don't know what that is. But what you have, for instance, yes. the Sardam have myrtle. It's a liquid they put on their hands. Okay, so you have something. But if I walk... So the spray... i do No, the spray not. It would have to be water... You know, something... If you put it on your hand, you probably could make a bracha. But if I walk into the room, it smells good. Somebody... It, it, you have one of these earwakes or whatever. I get into my car and if my car smells good, you don't make a bracha. Now, this, by the way, is why it's called Purim. Because there's a very big question. Why do we call this holiday Purim? Purim is what Haman did. Purim is not a good thing. Purim is the lottery that Haman made. There's no miracle in that, right? The lottery that he made. Why do you call it? Pesach Hashem passed over, right? Matan You're naming the holiday after what he did to destroy us? So the Bnei Sashchah asks, why are you calling it Purim? Purim is what Haman did to destroy us. And it says, if you look in the Megillah, pull Pur Bifnei Haman. Somebody... Right, casted lots in front of Haman what Haman didn't cast the lots another question why is it called Purim he only did one lottery so it should have been called Pur Pur is one lottery what's the second lottery Purim means lotteries he did one lottery so why is it called Purim and wh- what does this name have to do with the miracle altogether because they're very very beautiful terats and the terats is as follows and that's the whole nista really of the Megillah the tarets is that Haman was the Nachash. So when he was going when he was going through the months, and it came out to Adar. Now I have to tell you something about Adar. The 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 name of Hashem every month. If you look in your Siddur, thrice Siddur, not an Ashkenaz sitter. When you say Baruch atah Hashem in, in the in the Rosh Chodesh Musaf, so you'll see that Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, each month the Yud Vovke, right is split in many different ways. It'll be, Hey, Vav, Yud, Hey. It'll be, there are 12 different serufes, 12 different ways that the month comes out. The The month of Adar comes out in a very, the the letters come out in a way that is absolute din. Which you'll see, I have it in the B'nai Sashchah says, um, it's amazing how she turned it around on him, that, it, it came out that this month is a very, very bad month for us. It's a month of din, so he was very, very happy. And it also came out that Moshe died in this month. Of course, he didn't know that he was born, and he felt that it was a very bad month for us. But what he didn't know is, and you can look, your husbands can look this up in the in the in the um, Bnei Saskar, What he didn't know is that every month in Kabbalah. There's a part on your head because from your neck up it's called Shemayim that represents that month. Tishrei represents, is represented by your skull. Cheshven and Kislev is by your two ears. Adar is represented by your nose. By smell. Chama did not know this. So the Nachash does not have any power over Adar. Because Adar is the one of the five of the senses that did not become Tomei. So without him realizing, Hippil poor, Hashem did the lottery and made it come out on Ador, where the Nachash is the one month that the Nachash has zero power on Klausro. And that's why, even though it looks like it's a very bad thing for us Hippil just the opposite. The Rufuah, that we would be saved Came before the Makkah Because had it not come out on Adar He would have been able to destroy us But since it came out on Ador, Which was smell Which was the one thing that Chava did not do We were able to win Now, the funny part Not funny part The way Hashem works is Why did he do a lottery? Because he's our Molek, And our Molek Believes in randomness In luck In gambling So They don't believe that anything's been Hashemayim. They don't believe that there's any Hashgachah whatsoever. So he specifically did a lottery. Hashem made it come out on the one time that would not be good for him. Now what happened? Haman had the whole world. He was the richest. He was the most powerful. He had everything. But there was one thing he didn't have which was Mordechai. He should have left it alone. But where does he come from? He comes from the tree. He comes from Aids. What happened at Aids? What did the Nachash sell? The Nachash said to Chava, "You have everything, but you can't eat from this tree." How could you let Hashem have something that you don't have? The whole avera of eating from the of, of the Etz Hadas, which is the source of Hamon, came from jealousy. So that was the source of the Advera that he caused Adam to do. So Hashem said, that's what's going to destroy you. Really, if he would have left Mordechai alone, he would have been able to destroy Kali But he specifically went after the one thing that he could not have. And specifically used luck, a lottery, and Hashem destroyed him with his own weapon, which was, which was a lottery. And therefore, that is why we call this Yontiv Purim. Because the first miracle of Purim was the lottery. That it fell out on the month of the yes. Chaitem. It fell out. That's why, by the way, ladies, we, we when we make Havdalah, we smell Bessamim because we lose the Neshama. And the only replacement of the Neshama of Shabbos that you can replace it with that's 100% Tahar is smell. And that's why we make a Buryum in Bessamim. Aish was created on that, on that day. But we make a Buryum name Bessamim because that fills the void right of the Neshama leaving. So, he had no idea. Haman had no idea that this was going on. So, what, what destroyed him was his own weapon. His whole thing is luck. His whole thing is the Naash Gacha And Hashem specifically made it come out on the one thing that Naash had no power over. And that's smell. And, and that's and, and, and that's Chaitim. And that's why they ended up back again again together again. The snake, Adam, and Chava. The same old war. The three of them back together again. Except this time, Kala Yisro. Adam and Chava won. Now, why did he invite us to suuda? Because Amalek who understands the insides of Klai Yisrael and understands what he did. How did he get Chava? What Aveira did Chava do that destroyed mankind? Eating. He gave her to eat from the eight hadas. So Haman who was the nakhash said if we're, we got them once how are we going to get them? How are we going to take them down? We invite them to a party. They'll do the same Avera. They'll eat from the Eit so to say. They will eat from things that they're not supposed to eat because they're not supposed to be at this party. So we're going to use the same thing. It's again the Nachash. It's again Adam. It's again Chava. It's the same fight. It's the same war. And in a way, Klai Israel fell into it. And who saved Klai Israel? Adam and Chava. Mordecai and Esther. It's amazing how Hashem runs the world. That's what the Chidah says. That in the end, it was the same fight. And that's why Purim is so huge, and that's why Purim is the only holiday that we keep after Mashiach comes. Because why do we need Mashiach? We didn't. Want, if they wouldn't have eaten the Eitz Hadas, nobody would have ever died. The Beis would have never been destroyed. We would have never need Mashiach. What was that avirah that caused us to need Mashiach? The avirah of the Eitz Hadas, the Nachash against Adam and Chava, and they lost. How do we correct it? We came back to the Savera. We came back to Adam and, no- and the Nachash. And this time, Adam and Chava won. So they, correct, they, they fixed what caused the Avera, which caused the need of Mashiach. So when Mashiach comes, we have to keep that holiday because they're the ones who fixed what happened in, in, at the Eitz Adas through Achilah. So there's a mitzvah on Purim of a su'udah, specifically a su'udah, and specifically of drinking wine. Why? Fantastic to doh. Why wine? Because most of the place can hold that the hadas was yayin, was grapes. In fact, it says, how come Adam ate from the hadas?" He knew what they looked like. So the Medved says that she went ahead and she fooled him. She took the grapes and squeezed them and made wine. He never saw wine before. She came and brought wine. He didn't know it was coming from grapes. So he ended up eating from the hadas. So Esther, fantastic. I get excited every time I say this. So what, how did, how did, listen to this. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. What was the mishtem of Achishver was called? The mishtei yain. So the Nachash came and said, "I'm going to take you down the same way I took you down last time." Haman said, "I'm going to give you yain from the etzadas which you ate, and they came, which is going to be kosher. It's going to be served kosher." What did Esther do? Esther said, "Yeah, that's how you want to destroy Kli Israel, Haman. I'm going to invite you Nachash to my mishtei yain, and that's where she took him down." called the Mishtayayin, both of them. I'm going to invite you to my Mishte yayin So I'm going to, do, what you used against me, again, using the sword of snakes against the enemy, because that's what destroys them the most, I'm going to destroy you with what you wanted to destroy me. Oh, of yayin the yayin that you gave me at the 8th Hadass, no, I'm taking you down. That was Esther Amal. That was the Mishte Yayin. It was the whole plan. You look at this story, they went to a party, but you guys went to the party, they should have gone to a party, and then she went to Ahasuerus. No, 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 no. This was the end of the world. Had they lost this, it was over. Had they ate from the Eitz Adah, so to say, again, going to a Mishte Yayin and eating things from the Nachash, and it's all over the place. You look at the B'nai you'll see it all over the place. That Haman was his whole thing was from the Nachash. He was the Nachash, right? So she took what the Nachash used against us, against the human being, and she, she took him down at the Mishte And I can't get into this, and I'm not going to get into this. And maybe, maybe, it, it, he also brings down that she was, um, according to other Seifu Gugulim, that she was actually Yael, and Haman was actually a, a Gilgal of Sisra of, of Sisera, of and the whole thing happened again whatever it is but it said that he got pushed onto her bed not found that he got pushed on her bed and if you learn the Medrash the whole story with the Nochash and Chava and mice is what it says over there what happened between the two of them Shemamish destroyed him the way he destroyed her that's as far as I'll go the way that he destroyed her because what the nakhash did, he, if you look in Rashi, he put Zuhama in and Chava, it was a, it's a, not such a posture. I'm not going into the Zoya and everything, but something went on there at the tree, not just what, what the Torah says, something else went on there at the tree. And um, the Medjish talks about it, whatever it is, so now, this time when she was in, she said, in the, in the house of the Malchus, in the house of the king, you want to do this again? You're not doing this again. And the king walked in, and the king said, it's over. And until that point, he wasn't. He went out to cool off. When he walked in, and he saw what he what the Nachash was trying to do again. Finito. It was over. The halfway, and his turn, his face turned. That's why we wear masks. And it was always very, very deep. Shavy asked me to go. I'm I'm just skimming because it's like stuff all night. But this is what, what happened here. on Purim, Not what it looks like at all. It's totally hidden, but it's very deep. This was a huge, huge war. Hashem never wrote us off. This was, this was the end of the world. In fact, in fact, I'll tell you something very really fascinating that, that Shem Shem Prinkas brings down. It says at the end of the Megillah that only Ruv of Klai were happy with Mordechai. What do you mean? He just saved the whole Klai What do you mean you only roiv It says not all of the, of the Sanhedrin were happy with Mordechai. So Rashi says they weren't happy because he was political. Well, After this whole story, he became very close to the king in politics. But there's a Zayar and a Medrash that says something else. It says that the Chachamim really wanted this to happen. That all the Jews should be destroyed. Women, men, and children. Because they understood that this was the time of Mashiach. This was the end of the world. Megillas Esther was the end of the world. And Hashem signed that we would all be gone. But what would happen after the whole Kali Israel would be destroyed? Hashem would create Elam Haba. And Moshiach would come. So they went to Mordechai. It's a, it's a medrash. And they said to Mordechai, Don't do anything. Let it happen. Let Hamon, let Amalek, wipe us out to the last kid. And then, Moshiach would come and finish. Enough with the goles. And Mordechai said, But I'm the leader of Klai Yisrael, my, my job is not to bring Mashiach. My job is to make sure that Klai Yisrael is okay. I can't do what you're asking me to do. There was a huge machlaikis. Daniel was alive at that time. There was other, other Nevi'im. There was a huge machoikis within the roish of Klai Yisrael. If they should save Klai Yisrael, well, let us die. So, when he saved us, at the end of the Megillah, it just says, the majority were happy. But there were many of Sanhedrin that said you made a big mistake we had Moshiach we were finally going to be destroyed and you didn't let it happen and whether they're right or wrong I can't answer but we lost a lot of Jews since then. I don't know if there were 6 million Jews at that time maybe Taka would have been the right decision but Mordechai's job was to save us all and that's why and I'll end with this that's why it doesn't make any sense it says that we should drink enough wine women are not supposed to drink wine they're supposed to go to sleep but we're supposed to drink enough wine that we don't know the difference between Baruch Morchai and Arahaman which by the way is very little wine because the exact gematria of Baruch of Baruch, Hama, Baruch Monachai and Arahaman is the exact same numerical value so you have to drink enough wine that you can't do the math I don't have to drink wine not to be able to do the math so it's really very little bit but it's exact same it's the exact same what, what are the Chacham saying how, how do you understand that? The Chachamim want you me to drink enough wine that I should get up at my suuda, my grandchildren are there, my whole family is there. My name is Rabbi Wallstein, and I should get up at the table and say, "I'm here today. Bless Hitler. Yemach Shemai. Curse Ramosha Feinstein. Hello. But that's what it says. That I should drink enough wine to say Baruch Haman." Who wanted to destroy everybody? Children? And I should say, Arar Mordechai? Yes! You're supposed to drink enough wine to say that. How does anyone in this room understand that? The Chachamim? Sadikim want me to curse Mordechai? And to bless Haman? That's insane. We have a mitzvah to do that on Purim. How do any of you understand that? It says, Rabbi Shem Shem Pinkis, that there's a reason to bless Haman because Haman almost brought Mashiach and not only did he only bring Mashiach but because of Haman we all got together we all became one we were all macabre the time for the first time so he gets a little credit as bad as he was Mordechai, you could have let us all die and Mashiach would have been here and we wouldn't have gone through this whole gullus there's a little other Mordechai. It's a little, bit, a little bit you messed up. Now, when you're sober, you can't say that. Because who are you to say that? Haman did something good for us, right? And he wanted to kill us. And Mordechai did something bad. But if you drink... Listen carefully, it's beautiful. <laughs> what does it say in the Gemara if you drink? Niknas yayin. That's the reason I don't drink, by the way. Niknas Yain. Yay tseh In goes the wine out comes the secrets ah what's the secret? the secret is that there is a little Baruch Haman because he caused us to become one and be Hashem and there is a little Aura Mordechai because he could have brought Mashiach and he didn't let it happen you can only do that if you drink wine because that's not on the table outside curse Haman bless Mordechai then the secret behind everything comes out Mordechai, you could have brought Mashiach. Haman, as bad as you were, you did something good. That's why the Chachamim tell us you have to drink wine. I also saw something very nice, which is really for all of you, that the Chachamim. I think I think the Chadush Rim says this. The, um, the the Ger Rebbe says that you should drink wine on Purim. So listen, this is unbelievable. So that when poor people come to your house, you won't have a problem giving them tzedakah to eat and to give them time to talk. So if you're not drunk my family, uh, my family's here, I- I'm cooking right now, I can't go to the door, right? You-, you don't have that happiness to like, hey, my house is your house, sit down, I'm about to play the soup, can't give me some money, what's going on, you're from Israel, what town? It says, the Rim says, that's the reason you need to drink Amparam. Mm-hmm. That it has to loosen you up for the poor, says specifically, for the poor people. Okay, so I want to end, I want to give you a bracha, for coming, tonight, for coming today but I want to I want to end just with a really fast fast thought I, I, I've spoken about it, i spoke about it by the other place but I, I want to tell you something that just happened in Israel with this so, so I don't have time to go through it you don't have time but Esther Hamalka right stood up when nobody else was. she, she stood up because she lost her parents and she was the only one that was able to, to destroy Haman. And really, when they read the Megillah, he screams, Kachareish, tacharishi, If you're going to be silent at this moment, at ovich, tevedu, you in your father's house is lost. If you don't use your pain and the stuff that you're going through in your life to help others, then the pain and everything you went through is wasted. So, I spoke in all these seminaries and I'm really speaking on this subject. And I told them a story that happened to me I'm not going to say where But in a, in a city in, 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 in Here in America And I was asked to talk the, the, There were a few parents that passed away that year And I was asked to talk to girls Specifically girls Who lost a parent So I was supposed to give a support group So I figured Seven, eight, right I come to this woman's house I'm speaking at six o'clock They all come from school Six year olds to sixteen year olds Who lost a parent Some of them lost both parents I walk into the room, there's like 27 kids sitting there. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought 6, 7. So the room is full of chairs. I have my chair. Okay. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you tell a 6-year-old? who doesn't have a mother or a father. And there's 16-year-olds, and there's 9-year-olds. So I gave him my Moshe Rabbeinu speech. Moshe Rabbeinu was adopted, abandoned. He was disabled, he couldn't talk. He tried to save the Jews. They tried to kill him. Yisro threw him in jail. He was a loner. He's out in the desert. Had the most miserable life. Became Osher Adbeinu. You could do it, right? I gave him my whole speech. It's a true story. I finished 40 minutes. I know when I'm good. I know when I'm not so good. I was really good. <laughs> and the parents that were there, they were like, wow, you know? Because these kids weren't talking about it. And I gave a very positive share. Just, I said, okay. We have 15 minutes. Anybody want to ask any questions? This little girl gets up. Cutie little thing. Gets up and says, Hi, Rabbi Wallerstein. I'm like, hi. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What's your name? She tells me her name. How old are you? I'm nine. I'm like, okay, what is a nine-year-old? She's not going to stump me. Right? She looks at me with those big eyes and she goes, Rabbi Wallerstein, I'm nine. I'm like, I know. I'm I'm nine. I'm nine years old. I'm like, I know. She says, Did you have a mommy when you were nine? I'm like, uh uh-oh. I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh. I'm like, you didn't know my mother. What are you getting so upset about, right? You know. She goes, oh. I'm like, she goes. Do you still have a mommy? This is two years ago. I'm like, yeah, Baruch Hashem, she should live long. Oh, really? Okay. Gets up, uh, right? Just walks out. Just walks out of the room. Next kid gets up, goes to the kitchen, next kid goes to the bathroom. Within, I would say nine minutes, the room was empty. I'm standing there like, oh boy, I just lost the whole sheer, all the kids, and I have to tell you something really sick, that when she asked me that question, my mother should live long, I really wanted to say, no I don't have a mom. I didn't have a mommy when I was nine. I didn't even have a mommy when I was four she passed away when I was three I wanted to say that so badly so she could say really oh great so I could be Rabbi Wallerstein one day mm-hmm. but the minute I said I had a mommy at nine and I still have a mommy her and me disconnected because I didn't go through what she went through lost the whole group and the, mother, the woman who ran who, who has was she was apologizing the whole time I'm sorry Rabbi Wallerstein I'm like what are you sorry about she's 100% right what am I doing talking to these kids I, I, I have parents I mean I lost my father 14 years ago but I was 40 years old uh, how can I talk to a 9 year old kid who doesn't have a mommy I'm like I was the wrong guy I was the wrong guy I'm Wallenstein and I could give chizik but I am the wrong guy because I didn't go what she went through and I said you know what you need to do you need to get a girl a woman to get up here and speak from your community who didn't have a mother when she was 9 years old I said and they will listen to whatever she has to say they will eat out of her hands So what we go through is to help people that are going through the same. And if we didn't go through it, we could never tell someone you feel their pain, by the way. Because you cannot feel someone else's pain. If I took a pin right now and stuck it in my finger and asked you if you feel it, and you say, yes, it's not true. Your finger is different sensitivity. The pin that you're using is different. Your, your nerve system is different. Nobody in this room, you can't feel the pain of someone else because your whole emotional being, each one of us has a totally different emotional being than someone else. So I could feel that you're in pain. I could feel that you're in pain. I cannot feel your pain. It is the worst thing that you could tell someone that's in pain. Oh, I feel your pain. You do not feel my pain. You cannot feel my pain. So, but you can understand me. And a person who goes through the same thing understands more than a person who doesn't. That's what Morcha is screaming to everyone in the Megiddle, in the middle of the as Esther. You lost both your parents, Esther. If you're not going to use your pain to save Christ, you're only going to be worried about yourself. You're lost. And your whole family is lost. Because the reason you went through this whole thing with your parents is so that you should help the Jews. If you're not going to help the Jews, it's all lost. So, I said this in Eretz Yisrael, in every single seminary. And I told them other stories besides this little girl. So after this year, a girl comes up to me. She says, You have ruach HaKodesh. I'm like, I don't have Ruch kodesh. I just talk about so many different things. I'm going to hit one of them. That's something that you need to hear. Right? It's an old trick. It's not Ruch kodesh. She says, no, no. I've I've been challenged really very much this year. I'm in seminary. And I'm being very challenged. I said, what's your challenge? She said, I had cancer when I was younger. And I recovered. She looked regular, perfect. I said, okay, so what's your challenge? You go to the Kaisal every day and thank Hashem. She goes, no, my parents... Don't let me Talk in support groups Because They're worried I won't get a shidduch She said So I I cried to Hashem That you did such a miracle for me And I want to help others Because she went through Like a really Bad chemo and everything And she looks today Perfect she says, and I, I want to give chizik. My parents don't let me give chizik, Rabbi Wallstein. And and now you came and you tell the story of Esther Malka and of this little girl, and I feel even more guilty. Right? <speaking> in Hashem gave me to help people, and my parents don't let me because of shiduchim. I said, no problem. Chayenu, this organization, Chai lifeline Eretz Yisrael. I said, find a little kid that's going through it, nine year old, seven year old, whatever it is, and start taking her out and be her mentor, and tell her, you have a little secret to tell her. I said, and tell her what you went through, and she can't tell anybody, she will not ruin your shidduch, and you will save her life. You will give her the chizik that she needs, and she will never ruin your shidduch, and nobody else needs to know about it. She said, well, I want to talk like you, I want to talk in front of a lot of people. I'm like, no. One kid, one person, is a whole world. You don't need to talk in front of everyone else. Okay. That was 10 days ago. She called me up. She said, well, Wallstein, I'm a new person. I got a girl that I'm dealing with, and I just told her, and I told her all the stuff that I went through, and she said, wow, you have such this, this beautiful hair, and I'm like, I also thought I'd never have hair, and I have hair, and she says, I am alive. She said, you don't understand. You gave me my life. She said, got and this is what I'm ending with. If you stand up in the moment that other people need you, and you give them history, because you went through the same thing, he got Le Malchus. you have risen to Malchus. That's what he said. He got the If you use your stuff to help others, you have reached Malchus and you can stand in the chatzor of God in his base and you can ask him for anything and he will put out his scepter of Rachelim on Chai ladies you got to cry this pour him your eyes out we are going through so much stuff you are the esters you are the ones you got to I know you're busy in Hamatasha and su'uda and all this stuff and, and, and you need to know something that this is that Purim is the hardest thing people are flying today my friends are all out of here Everybody's jet blue to Florida today. They're all out of here. All my friends. I like, said, "Where are you going, Florida?" I'm like, "Why?" My wife can't handle it. the guys are thrown up on the floor and so many people tramping in and and, and 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 all the schlachmanis. And you know the cute thing is schlachmanis. You give a schlachmanis, right? And then, it, it, especially if it's a nice one, right? It keeps moving and they keep right. taking out the car. It came out the car at, by 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 Shushan Porim, It's back at your door from somewhere else. You're like, <laughs> you're like. Listen, I wanted to see if you were going to do this. So on the bottom, I wrote my little initials. So a whole, it's moving a whole Purim, you know what I mean? It's a very big thing, Purim. And the Yetzirah wants to make it into nothing. Right? So he, he makes it into, oh, the family's coming, and the carpet, and the food, and all this. This is our time, called HaPeshed Yad. It says in the Shulchan Aruch, anyone who puts out a hand, It says the Zoya, it's not talking about us, it's talking about God. That we say to God, whoever, if I put out my hand, you have to put something in on it. It's a crazy day. And that's why I I, I, I told Shavi that I wanted to speak before Purim because it would be an Aveira if all the and Sikaniyos in this room went through Purim and thought that it's just talking about Hamantaschen. By the way, let me tell you something. I'll leave with this. This you never heard about Hamantaschen. Hamantaschen! So, for all, it's not his hat. Okay? I don't know where that story came from. That is not his hat. It is his ears. That's what it says. It is his ears. I don't know. I saw it. They all say it. Why? I'm in the middle of learning. It's very hard. It's very Kabbalist. I don't know why it's his ears. But it's his ears. But forget about that. I saw something this week that's mind-boggling. What's a hamantash? Right? So you all have plenty of them and you're making plenty of them. If you look at a hamantash from the bottom, they all look alike. They're all white though, flat bottom. So if you look at it from the bottom... You have no idea if it's apricot or mun or chocolate or jelly or strawberry. You have no idea what's in it. They all look plain, white though, from underneath. How do you know what's in it? From above. Purim is Nister. It's hidden, the miracle. So from below, where we look, it all looks the same. There's another day in the Persian court. Killed this wife, got that wife. It's happened before. It all looks the same. It's Nistar. But if you look from above, that's where the filling is. That's where the different tastes are. From above, when you, when the nace from above, when you're looking down, you see, oh my gosh, Hashem saved us in this way, apricot. He saved us in this way, strawberry. He saved us in this way. From the bottom, it all looks the same. And that's the difference between Purim and Chanukah. On, on, on Chanukah, right? On Purim, what do you do? You grogger. What, all these things are not styled craziness. When you grogger, right, you hold the grogger from the bottom and you spin it. Because the nase on Purim, right, is nister. It's not seen. So the hand is not seen. You see the grager spinning. The hand is under the grager. On Hanukkah, where with the nase nigla, where we all saw the miracle of the candles, so the dreidel is spun from above. The hand is above. So on Hanukkah, the hand is above. On Purim, the hand is below. The the homentation from below, nothing happening. It's a piece of dough. But if you're able to see from above... That, a protest that he has on Klai Yisrael, then you're able to see all the goodies. May we all be zeicher to see from above. To see all the goodies. And call up anyone who puts out their hand. Davin, 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 Tanis Esther, Davin. Shabbos is also really Tanis Esther. Seferichov Beis. Go to Vosikin. I know it's not so easy, but go to Vasikin Purim morning. We have never, ever needed a Yeshua like we do now. And if you have four minutes... To watch this film, you will see why we need such a Yeshua. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com